Welcome to the Joplin Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I am Andrea, here with my husband and co-host Joplin. Welcome to our show. Welcome to March's edition of the podcast, folks. We've got a fun one for you today. Going to be discussing some really cool things that, at least in my 20 years of ministry in the Wichita, Kansas area, I feel like we're seeing something unique that God's doing right now. Yes. And I want to mention it. I want to talk about it. Um, It's just worth talking about. So I'm very excited about that. I'm going to answer a question today. What are some practical ways to share your faith? You know, how do we help bring people to Jesus? And then uh, we've got a little fun section with some things we want you to know before we let you go. And we've got some upcoming events that we want to make sure you put on your radar and hopefully join us if you can. Yeah. So let's get started right away with what is this thing I'm talking about that God is doing in the Wichita, Kansas area. So God is moving in various churches in a really unique way that's that's obvious like it i mean we're not just having church we're seeing god do things that only god can do like and, a unification yes of, of places working together and it's it's remarkable it's been awesome yeah uh, we're going to give a shout out to some of these churches here in a minute but i have a sneaking suspicion that it's not just the churches that we know but what's fascinating to me is is that almost all of the churches we know God's doing something really cool there. There's a real sense of community amongst all of us. And yeah. so I just I, there's not any special order here, but I want I want you to think about what God's doing right now. So first of all, coming up April 3rd, um, I'm going to be preaching down in Faith Ignited Church, which uh, is a church plant down in Winfield. Mm-hmm. And God has done an amazing work there with Pastor Branson Sears and a handful of folks there that really came out of the well to uh, go launch a brand new church in Winfield. Yeah. Coming up April 3rd is their, um, their one-year anniversary of when they were able to purchase the building that they're in right now. It's an awesome facility. Oh, super awesome. And... It's just cool because this is a group of people um, that answered the call of God uh, to go and launch a new church by faith. And I mean, uh, it's been a little over a year, year and a half. They're running over 100 people on Sundays. It's just a really great thing that's happening there and um, excited about that. Yeah, super excited. Mercy Hill. So Mercy Hill, also a church plant in the Wichita, Kansas area in the last couple of years. And God's doing a great work there. They've recently got themselves a new facility. And I was able to go to a revival there on Monday night. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was just cool. God was working there. Um, I was there. Pastor Josh Bush from Cross Point, Free Will Baptist was there. There were a handful of different churches represented coming together for, you know, just to worship the Lord. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Cross Point Free Will Baptist Church. They're a place that um, has been established in Wichita now for about 15 years. And that church, led by their pastor, Pastor Josh Bush, has been incredibly supportive. They have. Of so many different churches and church plants. Um, I know Josh. Uh, is in a similar situation that I'm in. He's, you know, he's a busy pastor. He has a full 
congregation to care for and a family and a family but was taking time to be there and support mercy hills effort with their revival this week it was just it was cool it was awesome yeah it's neat west side free will baptist church um man i I don't even have the time to go into the story today but here's what i want you to know if you're a listener and you want to know what god's doing in wichita this is a church that really um had died and uh tragic story of a church that went from nearly 800 people down to 65 and then folded i mean they just shut their doors their last service was easter of 2021 and short story is that god has resurrected this church and they they have relaunched if you want to use that term I mean, they, a couple of months they had no services at all but they have they have opened doors back up They've got a growing congregation. They've got a new pastor. And um, God is doing some really, really cool things there. Yeah, it's awesome. There's lots of life there. And yes. so it's very neat to see. Constant things going on. Yeah. And they've been very supportive of a lot of these other churches. I actually want to, I'm like, I, I have somewhere I'm going with all of this, but I want to mention these churches first because these are places we're seeing people being moved by God and God doing great things. Yeah. Brand new church plant happening in Rose Hill. Yeah. Um, it's called the Lighthouse Church. Um, Pastor Dew Stevens starting a church in Rose Hill. And um, they just started like three weeks ago. Um, and you know, at their first service, I can't remember. Do you remember how many they had at the first service? I don't remember I don't want to exaggerate either. on air, brothers and sisters, but I, I think it was like 120 was a people. Mm-hmm. And about half of those people were people from these churches i'm mentioning right now that just wanted to go and support that first service yeah um they have about 60 people that are actually part of that church launch and uh, it's a brand new thing going on in rose hill i'm just so blessed to see god's people like spreading out and going and using their gifts and talents to reach the lost evidence church andrea and i were at evidence church last night evidence church is also a church plant in the wichita uh, southern wichita area um, and uh, Pastor Jason Bruns is the, the founding pastor of that church. Mm-hmm. We were at a marriage event uh, that they were putting on last night, and it was just awesome. There were a handful of different churches represented there, and God's doing such an incredible work there. Um, they are and, fairly and not new. only represented there, but there was a handful of churches, our people that were just from different congregations that were there learning. And so yes. that was awesome to see, like, people not being afraid to just go out and get what they needed from that church. So it's awesome. We've got a concert we're getting ready to put on in um, Derby, and we needed more space. And we're partnering cool. with another church here in Derby, South Rock. And so we're having the Well Worship, our worship team, live at South Rock coming up on Friday, April 8th. And it's just really cool to see all the churches coming together. And then on Easter, yeah, here in Derby on Easter, Sunday morning, we've got a sunrise service at Madison Avenue Park. And there are more churches represented putting this on. Instead of us having a sunrise service and the Presbyterian Church yes. having a sunrise service and South Rock having a sunrise service and Derby Nazarene and and uh, um, Damascus Road, there's actually several. I don't want to forget anybody because I think there's like seven or eight churches, and there might be more, Presbyterian, yeah. that are putting yeah. this on together 
the at 7 a.m. sunrise service, and then we're all going to go back to our respective churches mm-hmm. and have our traditional Easter services there. But there's not a lot of communities you're going to hear of nearly 10 churches coming together to hold a unified service on Easter morning. We're doing it in Derby, Kansas. Yes. We we also saw, and this was really cool, we held a conference at our church. It was called the Bloom Conference. And I want to say that there was maybe like that. eight different churches represented there. There was um, our That's friends from Wellington ago. brought their group up and um, from the Wellington Free Baptist Church. And there was all these churches that you named, I think, had somebody represented with their teens or their young adults there. And it was just the the atmosphere was amazing. There was definitely just a unifying of people who were hungry for growing deeper for God. And then final church that comes to my mind right now um, is the Movement Church. Um, Mm -hmm. And God's doing a great work there. This church that has started in Rose Hill is kind of a collaboration of the Movement Church, which is where Deuce Stevens was the youth pastor there, and then Mm -hmm. um, answered the call to launch a church in Rose Hill. There's a handful of families that the Movement sent to be part of that work we sent a handful of families from the well Mm -hmm. and what's awesome is god's doing work in all of these churches and what i wanted to share is that what we're seeing is is churches coming together there's this it's like the the denominational territorial walls are coming down and I've seen it in bits and pieces over the years. I've always, you know, there's been two or three churches. I can point to, for example, to Cross Point Free Will Baptist with Pastor Josh Bush. That brother and that church have always been very supportive mm-hmm. of any work that God was doing. And there have always been like two or three churches that you can point to, like they were pretty open to helping others. But what we're starting to see is like just the floodgates have opened up. And there's not this sense of, churches having to protect their own or i don't want my people going over to their event um we are seeing the church be the church and support each other and encourage each other and what happens is is we're better when that happens and god has been doing a great work in all of these churches that are like let's just collaborate together let's support each other let's encourage each other let's stop being territorial and this is our event and that's your event we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and yeah. it's just been awesome. And I was just, I was so moved by it recently. I thought, I want to talk about this on the podcast because you, you need to hear, folks, that God is doing great things now. Yes. God's yeah. doing really good things right now. There's a lot of negative news, and if all you ever do is sit around and watch the news, it'll be very negative. You get your eyes off of the news that the, world wants to put out and you get your eyes and your heart focused on the news that god is doing right now it'll greatly encourage your heart and uh, i don't know i'm not some prophet i'm not you know predicting anything but there's a sense in my spirit that we are possibly on the verge of seeing some form of a like community-wide revival that's not stationed at one church or one evangelist who puts up, you know, a tent or is at a particular church for a week, but God doing the type of work that only God can do in various multiple churches simultaneously. Yeah. I just feel like we're on the verge of seeing that happen. 
And if any of my pastor brothers or sisters out there are um, hearing me, I just want to encourage you, keep doing what you guys are doing. God is doing a really great work. Yes, he is. Super excited about that. Just love all those things that God's doing. Um, all right, so next up on the agenda, we actually have a question that we're going to answer today. And so I'm going to kick off with that question. Um, I want to see people saved, but I don't know how and even what the Bible means when it tells us to do that. I have been a Christian for a long time, but I can say, can't say that I have ever led anyone to the Lord. This bothers me, and I wonder if I am doing something wrong, or even what I should be doing at all. Can you help? So that's a great yeah. question. Yeah, it's a super good question. Um, I love that question because it's relative to all of us that are followers of Christ. Right? We all have a role to play. And so let me answer it as quickly as I can and and say that the very fact that someone would be asking this question it does tell me that they're probably doing more than what they think that they are so there is a um you know that you have to realize that jesus called this fishing for people Mm -hmm. every time that you go fishing you're not necessarily going to catch something and in fact, if you decide, hey, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go fishing. If you don't catch anything, like, I hate this, this is stupid, I'm not going to do it again. You will never, ever, ever catch a fish then. And so there, we have to be willing to go and to um, go to where people are, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to catch fish in a pond where there are no fish to catch. You've got to be willing to go to where people are and be engaged in people's lives. And yeah. you've got to throw the net out. You've got to be willing to invite people and not get discouraged when people don't end up, you know, accepting your offer. They don't end up coming to church. And here's what else I want to say is that we all play a role. You know, if if you try to measure it by like, I've never won anybody to the Lord. Um, first of all, that's a noble thing to want to do. But... I think that there's a misunderstanding in there because it's not it's not necessarily that any one individual is the person that won them to the Lord. In fact, um, ironically, I've already mentioned Pastor Josh Bush. I was at a uh, Josh and I were preaching at a jail together, and we had one particular service where there was a, a lot of men that responded. We prayed with about twenty guys. Probably, you know, eight to ten of them came forward and and wanted to pray with us just for salvation, to truly give their heart to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was a great meeting, great service. And when we left, we were walking down the hall, and Josh said, you know, um, it looks like we did a lot of work today, but we're really, you know, we're the ones that didn't even have to work at all. He said, "These, these, uh, most of these guys, they've got moms and grandmas that have been praying for them for years. Mm-hmm. They've got kids that have been praying for them. You know, they've, the Lord's been working on their heart already. And we just had a captive audience, and it looks like we did something great when really all that we did was just walk in, and, and, and they were already so close. And we just gave them that final nudge they needed and then we get all the credit he said but you and i both know we really didn't do anything today first of all what a humbling thing to say but how true and accurate that is yeah 
you know, we people might look at that and say we won them to the Lord, but the reality is there was probably a multitude of people that played a role in that. And you have to see it that way. If all of us as Christians will all do our part to be praying for the people in our lives that we know personally, that we want to see them one to the Lord, if all of us will be willing to invite, you know, co-workers and neighbors and, you know, families that our kids play sports with, give them an invite to church. If all of us will do our part to just try to share our faith, what will happen is the church as a whole will see more people one to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, if you've ever been discouraged, you think, well, I haven't personally won anybody to the Lord. You know, there are some methods that, that we can learn, and I don't have time to really teach them in a podcast. Maybe we could do a full podcast on that sometime. Mm-hmm. But even those methods we have to be cautious with because getting people to just follow you through in a prayer does not necessarily equal heart transformation yeah. or true salvation. Only God can do that. Our job is to bring them to God, and we do that by loving people. You've got to be willing to engage and invite people, uh, to whether it's your small group, uh, whether it's a prayer meeting, whether it's church service. Find ways to start conversation where you can share your faith, and you're going to find a lot of people, a lot. They shut it down. They're not real interested. But if you keep at it, what you'll find is that you will find somebody eventually that needs Jesus, that that, that is hungry and ready, and uh, you just won't ever get to that person if you get discouraged and you give up. I think one thing, too, that comes to mind when we share this is I know for a long time I was like very intimidated that maybe I wouldn't say the right things if Mm -hmm. there was an opportunity to pray with someone. And um, as life went on, you know, God really reminded me that it's not really about what they say. It's about a matter of the heart. And it's a, a matter of, you know, if they want to make things right with the Lord, you know, it's a matter of what they're saying in their heart it doesn't have to be the right exact words and so that really helped me when i was praying with people to just keep that in the back of my mind that really you know they don't have to say anything they could just sit here and cry and you know god Mm -hmm. sees the intent of their heart and so that helped me to kind of um i guess have some courage to not be afraid to pray with people if the time came up so I'm not opposed to what is traditionally called the sinner's prayer and leading somebody in that, but it's a method that I personally don't use. What I tell people when I'm praying with people that need the Lord and they say they're ready and they want to pray, what I tell people is that what I want you to do is close your eyes and do everything you can to black out everything that's going around you, including me. And I want you to try to visualize that God is here in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell God what you want to tell God in the way that you would say it, in the words that you would say it. Tell him you're sorry. Ask him, you know, to forgive you, to come into your life, you know, confess your sins to him. But you do that however you would do that. I want you to sincerely try to visualize God. I want you to talk to him right now. And you pour your heart out to God. And what I'm going to do while you're doing that. I'm just going to take some time to pray with you and for you. Yeah. And and then I leave it to that person, you know, to, so, so that it's more personal. Mm-hmm. I give them some direction there, obviously, but I'm not telling them exactly what words to pray and, and necessarily having them repeat after me. But um, those of you that have those types of questions, 
you know, you're probably doing more than you think you are. You've been, you've been discouraged because you maybe had a misconception yeah. that somehow leading someone to the Lord always has to mean you're the one that takes them from point A to point B, and when you're done, you've prayed and they're saved. That might happen sometimes, but I will tell you that's not how it happens most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, it's a collaborative effort of all of us together, praying for people, loving people, witnessing to people. Someone's been invited 20 times before they finally say, okay, I'm going to come. Mm-hmm. And you, you will never know. You'll just never know the, the complete fruit of your labors. You will never know. So don't grow discouraged. Yeah, so keep, keep trying on. to win the lost. Yeah, yeah. That's important. All that's... right, before we go, we've got some things you have to know. Yeah. So uh, and- Andrea was, uh, and then first of all, it was the women's restroom. That's why. And it was like emergency situation on a Sunday morning at church and the place was packed. So that's why we didn't send in a guy to handle the situation. But we had a toilet that literally was about to fall over uh-huh. in the women's restroom. Tell us about that. How was that? Well, I will say quickly that you'd be surprised at how many toilet issues I do have to handle on a Sunday morning. Um yeah, we could take note and get some little video clips, but this is by far the funniest one. Uh, I had a lady that I didn't actually, um, I, I can't actually remember who it was, came around the corner because I was doing two other things, and she said, um, the lady's restroom toilet is about ready to like fall over. Like when you sit on it, it's going to fall over. And so in my mind, I'm going, okay, I have to finish these things up though. And so uh, I finish these things up and I hustle into the restroom, services started. So I think I'm the only one in the restroom. And so I get the stall opened and I'm shaking the toilet and I'm talking to myself while I'm in there going, oh, this is so weird. I can't believe that, you know, the toilet wants to fall over and I kind of shake it and it doesn't move very much. And I say to myself out loud, maybe I should sit on it. So why I'm talking to myself out loud, I don't know. But I am because I think I just have a lot of things going on. And so I'm like moving the toilet around. And I I decided that, you know, I'd move it a certain way. And it does. It's like it's off. It's going to fall. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It is. It's like it's going to fall over. All of a sudden, there's a lady that starts using the restroom right next to me. And I was like, oh, I am not in here by myself. And so then I have to wait until this lady's done going to the bathroom so that I can explain to myself, explain to her why I'm talking to myself and what is happening in the stall next to me and that normally I don't just go in there and talk to myself about how the toilet's going to fall over. So anyway, she got a really great laugh out of my, um, you know, plumbing issues there in the women's restroom on Sunday. That's awesome. But yeah, so that's my, uh, I guess, best story at the moment so but there's been some good ones (laughs) so i heard today that uh, two days ago now i don't know when they actually found these species but the article that i was reading on was just released two days ago that two think about that word folks two not one new species Mm -hmm. of glass frogs were found living in like a same 6200 acre area and they were just discovered. Huh. And I saw a picture of these frogs. They're called glass frogs because, seriously, you can see right through them like they're glass. It is the weirdest thing. You what see do you all see? The, their organs, okay. everything. Yeah, like, 
as if the, the skin is 100% transparent. Like the whole thing, or is it just part of the frog? Yeah, no, the whole it, thing. It's, it's weird. weird. It's creepy. You can see it's, you know, through its jaw and through, I mean, it's like. And the, where were these living? In the tropical Andes. Huh. And so, yeah, it uh, it's wild. At first, they thought that they were uh, the same frog. But turns out they're two totally different species. They have different calls. They have different genes because he did some testing on them. But strange glass frogs. Like no thanks. Why? Why would I just don't even understand why an animal would be transparent? Do you know I've never held a frog in my life? Would you hold a glass frog? No, that's actually making me not want to hold it even more. That's what made me think about it. You have never. No, first of all, I did uh, not know that. No, nope. I actually did not know you've never held a frog in your life. We will have to fix this. No, I just can't. I in my mind, I just can't. What if we did it for like a fundraiser? What if we got oh, people that were man, willing to like donate, you know, a thousand dollars to help buy food for Dang the kids it. in, in uh, Juarez? Would you do oh, it then? Like if we did something like that? My gosh, we, this is something that might happen. Mm. This is something that might happen. I'm sure I would. It's for the kids. Okay. They hate frogs. Okay. They hate them. What about a snake? I can we just not even go there? Like, I might be able to make myself hold a frog. This would be super fun. Okay, this is a brand new idea. This is happening in real time, people. We might have to work this a little bit more and figure out how to make this happen. Um, Okay, before we get to our upcoming events, let our people go for the weekend. Um, You had something you wanted us to know. I do. I have one more thing that I bet you didn't know, and it's a fun fact that cats actually have 32 muscles in each ear <laughs> okay so let that one sink in today or the next time that you see a cat I don't know running how around that's your possible. neighborhood did you verify that fact uh, well i mean there was a lot of cat facts they also can 32 move, muscles they can move the each their ears different like one ear can go well one they way better the with 32 muscles so. Uh, so, 32 I mean, there's got to be talent in those muscles. And Man, those that's like... Yeah. That's just difficult to wrap around my, my mind around it, that they could have that many muscles in those little ears. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I know. Next time you're going to look at a cat different, aren't you? I am, you're actually. For and this. <laughs> And I will want to study their ears. Okay. Yeah, I'll wanna, I can't wait for I'll want to feel them. I wonder if they have if there's like you can crush their ears over like or if they're too strong because they have so many muscles <laughs> like superpowers. <laughs> so we don't have cats, but we're uh-huh. gonna have to borrow. Maybe someone's. they can like start working their ears out. You huh. know, they can start moving. Oh, they need for to. You. Thirty-two muscles. So. <laughs> oh, so you're welcome for that fact. Okay, we yeah. want to share some upcoming events. Um, first of all, mission trips. We've got yeah. a lot of mission trips coming up. They do fill up fast. Um, we're going to. Honduras two times this summer. Yeah. Really, yeah. we're going three, but currently only two of those trips are open. Yeah. Um, both on the back end of July. Uh, we might be able to sneak in a person or two in June, just kind of depending um, on the situation. And then we're doing Juarez, Mexico. Mm-hmm. We do have openings right now on our June tr- or our July trip, which is July 16th through the 23rd. And then we take a second team the 23rd through the 30th. And so um, that trip was open a couple weeks ago. And I think we have four spots open 
out of 30 slots on one week and then we have i think five slots open out of the other week so if people are interested they should totally check it out sooner than later yeah they do fill up Mm -hmm. fast so we're already like 90 percent full after announcing the trips only two weeks ago yes but we'd love to take new people we would love for you to come with us these trips are life-changing um life-changing trips and for any of the juniors that might be out there junior seniors that are listening we do have a special offer for um juniors and seniors to go for half price as an incentive to try to get them to participate in missions prior to graduation and mexico yep do we have our mexico dates um the end of june i think it's the very last week of june we're doing one mexico trip this summer and then also the week before christmas Christmas. yeah with Mm -hmm. our when we take down gifts and uh, the shoe boxes so yeah so we're super excited if you're interested in joining us on those or you want got questions about it um just send us uh, a message using the comment section at joplinandandrea.com yes and we'll get back to you asap and then i've already mentioned it but i want to mention it again upcoming event the well worship yeah live at south rock Christian Church. Here in Derby. Here in Derby. Um, April the 8th, 7 p.m. It's going to be a free concert. And um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's just going to be really cool. Our worship team will be performing all of our originals. Uh, many of you know that our worship ministry at the Well Church that Andrew and I pastor, um, that the um, our, our worship team... Mm-hmm. Produced an album in 2021 with five originals. Um, you can hear them Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your music. Uh, we're getting some uh, playtime here on local state uh, local stations, stations. Mm-hmm. but uh, it's our first full blown concert. We're really excited about yes, it. It's going to be awesome, and uh, encourage you to join us if you're local. If yeah. you're here in Derby, Wichita, surrounding community, mark your calendars. Friday night, April eighth. Um, seven o'clock at South Rock Church. Join us there. It's free concert. Bring your friends. Bring your coworkers. Uh, bring somebody yep. that needs a touch from the Lord in Some their life. It's going to be a special night. Mm-hmm. Um, I promise you that. I can't. I don't want to give away all the details, but it is going to be a special night. It um, we're doing some really cool things, and mm-hmm. ex- we're expect. It's not meant to be just a concert. Um, yeah. It's meant to be a night of ministry. It actually, for us, it kicks off our revival at the well. Yeah. And so um, it's going to be awesome. Put it on your calendars. Yes. Can't wait for it. All right, guys. We love you. And uh, hope that you all have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you again as we podcast the last Friday of every month. So we'll see you here in at April. the end of April. Yeah. Happy Friday. <laughs>